0: Hi everyone welcome back to redefine the circle i'm ashley sunshine co-owner and head of pitching development here at ogx i am welcome today for the first time by our very own josh hayes josh welcome to redefine the circle thank you did you uh i don't know do you ever think we'll get into obviously your story your background a little bit and you're but you're relatively new to ogx yes and maybe there was a time where you watched redefine the circle now you're on it big move this is cool
1: yeah, it's kind of actually a bit of a <laughs> surreal experience. I've been watching it for a couple of years now, yeah, um, and following OGX, and so it's weird to be on the side of the microphone.
0: Well, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're a part of our team. Obviously, you and I work together very closely on a daily basis, uh, but I'm glad to have you on to redefine the circle as well. Okay, so let's start maybe by giving a short intro. The whole point of our of our episode today is not just about your story. Uh, so we'll keep it brief because obviously I think there's an it's an interesting story of how you found your way onto our OGX team as a pitching coach. But um, let's just give the audience a little brief intro so that um, you know, they kind of have an idea of like what your background is and why what we are going to talk about, which today is centered around youth pitching. Uh, why I really thought you would be a great uh, guest, if you will, to have on on redefine a circle. So um, you started with us over the summer. We did an internship for uh, a variety of coaches, but came on as a pitching uh, intern. Um, And then uh, we just knew right away, it was such a great match. And you've been with us full time since September. Um, So can you first start by telling us um, like a little bit about how that started, why you wanted, what brought you even to a point where you wanted the internship, uh, how you knew, When you knew that, like, hey, if this is full-time, this is for me, maybe just give us a little bit of a summary on what that has looked like. Uh,
1: Well, several years ago, my daughter, Jalees, who's 16 years old, she was doing some training when you were formally, when we were formally, S2. Yeah. Um, Since then, I've always been uh, keeping up to date on what you guys were up to, what you were starting to get into with the college assessments and how you were... Starting to do a bit of a different training model. Yeah. um, And that really piqued my interest. So in October of last year, now uh, my daughter started training here full time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So I'm a pitching dad, been on the bucket since she's been about 10 years old. Yeah. So she started training here and just following uh, the sessions, uh, her programming, all the things that just continued to interest me. I started to see her grow. Um, from sitting in the corner as a dad, uh, watching her on the pitching floor. Um, And then come spring, uh, the Bet On Me uh, coaching position became available. Yeah. And I thought it was a perfect opportunity to grow more as a coach because we all could grow more. I made my mistakes in in coaching, and I just wanted to learn more. I wanted to be around people that have done it um, and done it at a high level um, so that I could learn from that. Um, I'm going
0: to interject really quickly because what I would say is that, you know, we the way we see all coaches, the way I even see myself is that we all started in a very traditional uh, on a traditional path because that's all that existed. Right. And so we anytime I'm in a conversation with a parent or a coach in your situation, it was a hybrid. You were a coach at a team level. You were a coach. um, You know, I kind of think any pitching mom or dad who's in the trenches is a coach, whether they have the formal title of coach or not, because you really are like the extension of your daughter's pitching coach. So um, but every once in a while, so I let me back up. I always expect that those conversations are gonna be rooted in, you know, kind of helping them sort through their traditional train of thought. And have some questions that are like, well, what about this? Or what about this? Well, do you teach this? Um, And so none of that ever takes me aback. I'm always like, we're all on this journey. I was on the same journey and in a very traditional path, not, you know, just a handful of years ago. So, but then every once in a while, you have a conversation with someone that's, it surprises you in the other direction. Like they're a little bit more in the future than what you anticipated. Mm -hmm. And I think even before we posted about an internship you would say hey do you mind if we just have some conversations because your daughter trained here in person and we're really kind of like a a non-parent type of training culture mm-hmm. you were off to the side but you would approach me and say hey can we just have some conversation about the data i'm just super interested i want to learn i want to grow i want to make sure not just for my own daughter but for my coaching brain mm-hmm. um and then you and i started having conversation with that and about those types of concepts. And I could tell right away, like these weren't average conversations. I have a lot of conversations from parents to private pitching coach to, to uh, coaches at the college level. Um, And I could tell like, there's, this is different. You have a different kind of brain, Mm -hmm. which I kind of like sparked my interest uh, from that standpoint. So I just wanted to kind of weigh in on what it was like from Mm. my experience to know that, Like, yes, on paper, you were a dad and a travel ball dad. Mm -hmm. But me kind of getting to know you as a dad of one of our athletes, I could tell, like, I think your brain fits here. That's really what it was like for my experience. So, okay, so take us now. We went through the internship, which was really about initial exposure to who we are, what we do, the whys, the systems how to, uh, you know, individualize things, but based off of a a solid system, which is complicated. Right. Um, And then were there any ever were there ever any doubts to you that you would go into this full time um, if we gave you that that opportunity? Um, How did you know, like, this is right for me?
1: Um, I don't think I ever had any doubts. I think that's what I really wanted is to go into this full time because I'm super passionate about it. I want to learn. And like you said, my brain has always kind of functioned in this. I was formerly a, a fireman, paramedic, so I was very interested in how the body moves and how the body operates yeah. and development. So it just really matched up with who I am. And you know, since my daughter, was my oldest, was 10 years old, uh, she had a lot of good traditional instructors along the way and took bits, bits and pieces from them. But I always had a certain level of just being unsettled yeah. uh, with some of the methods and uh, and how those things did they, re- were they really, you know, affecting her? I know she was growing and getting bigger and stronger, but when she got to the point where, uh, after, you know, her first menstrual cycle, two years after that, um, she started to plateau a bit. And then that's where even more questions came in about like, how do we really approach this? And it's like, there's so much data and so much information yeah. uh, through what you guys do. It started to really
0: yeah.
1: open my eyes to things. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going crazy. Like we can do things differently.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you've been obviously, a fa- I'm not just saying this on the podcast. This is something that I obviously tell you on a regular basis, but you've been a fantastic addition to our team. And what I mean by your brain works differently, I, I picked up very quickly and I continue to see more and more. You you question, which some people don't do. A lot of people don't do. Um, but then a lot of people do question things. But beyond that, you you're a problem solver right? You like to think, okay, I am identifying that things are not quite right, but I like to then be on the journey to solve them. And I think that's really what I mean by like your brain fits here. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, we'll stop at that. We could obviously go into much deeper layers of what brought you to this and um, how you left one career and, and came over to here. But for the sake of the, audi- of the audience um, and today's episode, that's how you became a part of the OGX team. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So what the reason why I thought you would be a great guest is because I wanted to talk about youth pitching um, particularly these ages of, you know, give or take 10U, which can be, I guess, eight year olds. That's like crazy for me to say, but I yeah. guess that eight, nine is the youngest all the way up to like 12-ish, right? There's like 10U, 12U um, because we don't talk a lot about that specific age. And there's a reason for that. The clear cut explanation is that what we do, our actual product here at OGX isn't for those athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not because we don't You know, value them. It's not because we don't think like they're worth our time. It's nothing like that. It's simply because when we first started on this journey of collecting data from a biomechanics standpoint, from a ball flight standpoint, we did not think that we had any limitations to age. We were like, "You're ten, you're eleven. Yep, let's get you hooked up and let's get in our little lab and let's figure this out." And it became very clear to us uh, within the first year. Didn't even take a year that all of these athletes really before they hit puberty and and even about 12 to 18 months after that, everything was the same. Now there were certain things, not like they were the same exact person and individual, but they were our lowest level of stability. And obviously their bodies are just continuously changing. Mm -hmm. So as far as what we were measuring, they were the lowest level of stability, which meant posture broke, rotation was poor. What we quickly learned is that some athletes might have better power. That was innate. That was genetic, right? Um, which is still the case at any age. Uh, so that's why some athletes threw harder. Um, but there was really no sense of variability. And what we now know variability is about is about getting the ball, whether it's you know change of speed. Uh, Having a real feel for that, tunneling pitches, changing spin direction, being able to manipulate hand position to create like this pitch design concept that obviously we're involved in on a regular basis. Mm. This was above their stability was too low to be able to do that. So Mm. these young pitchers were measure my curve, my drop, my rise, my screw, my et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they were just angling different pitches. There was no art form at that age. And that, then we obviously went down the path of like, why not? And this is what led us to this. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not ready for that, right? So we now know it's not appropriate for us to take our, let's measure where you are. We say 13, sometimes depending on where an athlete is developmentally, we make some exceptions to that, right? It's like, well, she was, you know, had her first period when she was 11 or 10, then we kind of see where case by case, if it's appropriate for them to get in and start at a baseline. But even here we handle, which I'll get into this sort of, 12, 13 to 14 age, a little different. Their mm-hmm. training sessions typically don't, and their programming doesn't really look like our our typical right. 15, 16 to 22 year olds. So, um, okay, so I want to preface with that. That is why we don't really, like, we're not, we don't say like, we're not the people for the 10 to 12 year olds, mm-hmm. right? Um, it doesn't mean we don't have a lot of information about them. It's just that we've realized, we we, we coach pitching, like we should attack a 10-year-old like we do an 18-year-old. It is way too complicated of a movement. It requires so much stability that that age group just does not have. Right. It's not overhand throwing. It's not a fundamental skill. Let me be clear about that. It is not overhand throwing. It is not a fundamental skill. This is not something you just go in the backyard and they can just tap into and unravel their arm action appropriately. They're not going to do it. So... um All right. So we've been a little more hands off on that age group. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And so we've noticed some problems with that. But before I go into what we've kind of identified as a little bit of an issue with us being totally hands off with that age group, Mm -hmm. can you weigh in as as a coach? You've coached those age groups. Right. right? I've never have. Um, So you've coached those young age groups Mm -hmm. um, and you're a dad. Right. -hmm. So you're a dad of of. Young girls, three young girls, to, right, to be exact. Yes. Uh, and some of which, some of those daughters who, which have gone through already those age groups, tell us a little bit what it's like, what this feels like as far as trying to keep up. You know, do you feel pressure? Do you feel as if like, oh, we've got plenty of time? What goes through the head, the mind of a dad and a coach of a pitcher who's at this 10 U, 12 U level?
1: Well, thinking back to when my oldest was at that age, 10 to 12 you, um, I I think the word I would use to describe that would be frustrated. Mm-hmm. So we would go to lessons, learn concepts, and then come home and spend hours in the garage um, trying to force her into different positions. And she wasn't doing it. And I'm like, why can't you do this? And mm-hmm. buying all the latest contraptions and modifying her shoes to try and get her to drag laces down and... um So those I think frustrated was the biggest thing. And then also, um, I don't, I don't think I've always seen the big picture of things, but, um, other coaches, other parents that I've been around, their expectations for that young age group are, are just too much. Their little bodies just can't do certain things. Um, so in seeing that, uh, and related to OGX, I wanted to find a way, like, I know uh, even being here, it's like, we don't serve that level of athlete, nine to 12 years old, 10 to 12 years old, but we have the education pieces that we can use to educate that group so that they don't come to us when they're, were you know, where their last hope, where they're injured, yeah. uh, where they're overworked. And so like putting that education piece in them, I was like, I think we do have something to offer them in the way of education.
0: Yeah. So this is the problem we've identified, right? That we're like, okay, we don't, we're not for, our product is too, it's it's not that it's elite because we have athletes that come to us from all you know some of them are like i i just want to get better and when what that stage they're looking to to really launch themselves into it varies i mean it's not like we only take athletes who want to play in the power five like that that's not how we operate at all so it's not about the product being elite but it's complicated it's complex it requires maturity not just not just mental emotional maturity physical maturity Uh, that is not a match. So um, I think you're right. There's a disconnect. What the position demands is those things. It's physical maturity. It's the ability to stabilize. And what we, really the issue is that we haven't understood the motion, right? We just relate it to hitting. We relate it to overhand throwing. It's much different. It's much more complicated from a physical standpoint. And then we take these bodies that aren't mature enough. So You know, I probably this is probably like an unpopular opinion, but I'd say like, no, no one can pitch in games until they're, you know, at a certain point. And obviously that's ridiculous. And that's
1: that's where I'm sorry to interrupt. That's where I'm at with my nine year old is like she she enjoys softball. She loves pitching. She's kind of an early bloomer. Yeah. um, Tall kid throws kind of hard. But it's like I'm kind of nervous about entering her into this. Yeah. Current system of pitching. It's like, how does this even look for her? Is she gonna get injured? Like it's right.
0: You can't bring her here.
1: Now that you know all the things, it's like right. what am I gonna do with her? But she's starting to fall into that right. nine to twelve and ten to twelve, which which we're getting into. So I'm super excited about that.
0: Yeah. So we have athletes who are essentially like, Okay, you 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 work here and your daughter's like, Well, I can't bring her to OGX. They don't mm. we don't do that. But then also if you wait. The game has passed you. The position may have passed you if you wait till you're 13 to get involved. So we're getting these phone calls. People are calling us or talking to our, 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 like our sales department and saying, what do I do? I'm following this. I love the podcast. I get the concept. I understand that what's happening at these young ages is they're just following the traditional route. They think they have a billion pitches of different pitch types, spin directions, et cetera, et cetera. And they don't. And so now what we thought we had, we don't. We now are teaching the motion as if it's like a series of positions, which it's not. Um, And so what that leads to are that athletes are they kind of get stuck in bad patterns. And then they're like, "Okay, well, I finally get to you and I'm 13, 14. But now you are now your work is to undo things that are not great about her motion. Right. And like, that's not the route we want to go down. So, like, how can you guide us on what to do until we're ready for the our training to get a little bit more mature and so we were like that's a good question we really don't have an answer to that and as you know at ogx we don't like not to have answers so we're okay let's let's think about this we know how to approach that age group it's just that uh i know i wish there was a a large community out there and i think we are working a little bit more closely now with private instructors across the country with more travel organizations to get these messages out, not just about workload, but about what that age level is really about is preserving movement, variability, making sure that you don't stick them in a box. You're trying to teach them to manipulate everything with their wrist, that you understand the motion is so much more complicated than that. We want them to become good movers. We want their brain to register where their arm is in space. They need constant feedback because their bodies are just constantly changing week by week, month by month, certainly year by year until they stabilize about 12, you know, to up to 24 months probably after their first period. So we need to keep Keep them in an environment that's about understanding where their body is in, sp- is in space, very task oriented, very constraint led. Right. So we we used to kind of host a little bit of these called it. We called it next gen. And it was right. you could come on a regular basis. And it just didn't seem like it was the right fit because there wasn't enough education like basically we had people coming we would have them throwing plyos it was task oriented we would give them slightly different weights making sure it was appropriate for what they could handle we would give them competition we would give them an environment where we we're like this is really what they need but there wasn't enough education to the parents mm-hmm. um, about like why it looks so different than a pitching lesson so what we really found was that those same athletes who were coming to us for it really what I felt like was an appropriate training environment for pitching at their age, then they were still seeking pitching coaches mm-hmm. to learn a curve, to learn a rise, to learn a drop. And we're like, this isn't what we're going for, right? What we want right. is education. And so we kind of swung the other way with let's just educate on why we don't work with that group. And now we're kind of finding ourselves in the middle, right? So we're like, we do want to be able to offer them something, but it has to look different it has to really model what we believe in, which is education, which is program based, not single camp with a set of drills, not lesson based, you know, like, so we have had these conversations, you and I have, you have a particular interest and passion for this young group, because you know, it is has been led astray, right, that you know, they're still like crying out for some help and guidance. So talk a little bit about what, we have come up with regarding what we think a really great approach would be for athletes of this age, how it really fits what we believe in at OGX and how we can be involved in that.
1: Yeah. I just think uh, we have such great systems in place that have been developed over years, uh, systems of education, uh, systems of training, systems of communication. So in order to get education to parents, uh, and I'll, I'll say this, once we can educate these parents and, and educate these players, I think starting at the base, and I know we've changed the game a lot from the high school level up, but if we really start at the beginning and start to educate these parents and players, they can educate their coaches and that really starts to uh, change the culture at the younger levels and then hopefully as they come up, they keep that. Um, but what we have in mind uh, to reach out, to this age level of athlete and family, is open communication, and through that communication, uh, bi-monthly communication with parents, doing Zooms with them, with our pitching uh, staff here, and then starting to introduce the little ones to uh, different types of movements, helping them understand what plyos are. I think low intensity is highly underrated uh, across the board with traditional pitching approaches, And I think low-intensity and plyos is perfect for this age group. It starts to instill in them good patterns. And like you said, once they get to 13 or 14, it's not because of a problem. It's like we can hit the ground running at that age. Instead of trying to get them healthy or back from injury, we can go right at different concepts. Uh, They've learned that trunk stability is important. And we can uh, get going with increasing variability through plyos, through low-intensity Eventually, they'll be able to hit different locations better. They'll eventually be able to put different spins on the ball and variability in that way. So it's really exciting to make contact with this group again.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I
1: think it's going to be huge in terms of changing the game as a whole.
0: Yeah, And then
1: also just keeping kids healthy. Yeah. It's like I've – a particular instance I saw a uh, – a pitcher get pitched 300 pitches in one game, or sorry, not in one game, in one afternoon. I was
0: going to say, I'm barely surprised, but that probably would have surprised me. Okay. Maybe in a
1: practice, right. it's gotten that high from what I've seen. But yeah. you know, 300 pitches in a day, and like just by education, those yeah. are types of things that we can prevent uh, injuries with. Yeah. And then also the other education piece is that, for me as a parent, it would give me, if I had known what I know now, a definite peace of mind that there's no rush that this is a marathon Mm -hmm. i tell parents that even a couple years ago telling parents like you want to see your player healthy happy and get to their goals this is a marathon we don't need to rush now yeah uh we have some coaches with uh, our organization who trains here uh it's like short-term losses for long-term wins Mm -hmm. and i think that's a big part of this yeah let's let's Take a step back, slow down, yeah. and get the education, and then you can kind of relax and yeah. you can enjoy the process more. I think that's the biggest thing. If I could go back, I would love to enjoy the process more, and this education is going to yeah. help me do that, help other parents do that, and help the players do it.
0: Yeah, I agree. So we're talking about education. We're talking about things like workload management, um, the the concept of of the trunk and arm relationship, what variability actually looks like, um, and we're going to program. So in this, in this um, uh, we're calling it next gen, it's kind of like next gen 2.0 essentially, right? It's going to be an eight-week program. We are going to write three days a week a program for these pitchers of this age group. That is, it's not just low intensity, right? They're also going to throw at high intensity because we know, obviously, you know, a pitcher She's her soul is competitive. She wants to get up there and throw as hard as she can. Right. She wants to compete, those types of things. So but it's going to be a lot of low to moderate intensity based work, uh, even though they will tap into high intensity. A lot of plyos will educate on why. Uh, we'll talk about essentially what we're trying to build up to. Um, and so what we're really launching is this opportunity for athletes in this young group to train with a program. We don't believe in a single camp, a single mm-hmm. drill, a single lesson but a program that you follow week to week. Right now we're starting off with just eight weeks, right? So it'll be through February and March to, to initially. Um, and you could follow it remotely. If you live nearby, we'll have opportunities for you to come and, and participate or actually train some of those, you know, those sessions in-house here at our OGX facility. But every week, there'll be an opportunity for an OGX coach to talk to parents, a part of that program, and even the athletes, Mm -hmm. on why the program's written the way it is, what we're trying to accomplish, how it's connected to the week before it or after it. Um, And then in addition to that, to really have these education system, this this communication back and forth, these live webinars, maybe even with our full OGX staff, Mm -hmm. uh, pitching staff, about larger concepts, like I said, workload, variability, stability to understand this concept of how what we're doing now is to preserve what they're doing when they're young so that when they get to this age where they start their bodies start stabilizing now they're at ground zero and they can take off right i think what's so important is that when i sit down sometimes with families of 13 14 year olds they are like we feel like we're behind i'm like in my mind you're just starting this is ground zero so we don't want to get to ground zero with pain in our story with stress fractures the l4 and l5 stress fracture situation with 13 year olds to me across the country is alarming, right? So, we don't want to have things like that because workloads out of control. We don't want to have things like, well, she has, you know, six different pitches, but none of them actually differentiate themselves from one another. It's just, we want to be able to help athletes understand this is the way that training, both from a strength and conditioning standpoint, a warm up standpoint, an actual pitching training standpoint, mm-hmm. what that looks like. Let us guide you. Let us educate you so that you can continue to build up and get to a point, as you said, you can hit the ground running instead of feeling like now we have to try to undo. And undoing is hard, it's hard at every single level. And so I'm excited about this as well. As you know, um, you know, I obviously typically tend to work with athletes who are a little bit, um, a little bit older, um, but I love the spirit of young, you know, I love an energetic, like a little bit wild, untamed spirit and little kids tend to have that type of spirit. And so I think this is just such a great opportunity for us, like I said, to not only guide them, but to educate along the way. So uh, I'm looking forward to this kicking off for sure.
1: Yeah, and I, I just think I want to highlight one more point is the communication uh, part. I think we do a great job with our older athletes. We have uh, channels where we can all communicate together, and they have access to us. Yeah, And I think access to your coaches, to your trainers, is something that's lacking overall uh, in the lesson, in the typical you know lesson world. You go to a lesson one week, and you really can't. Communicate with that instructor. Now, some instructors they do have that, yeah. uh, I'm sure. Uh, but you go away for a week or two, and then back at your next lesson is a time to ask questions and to get back at it. But with this program, we're we're kind of right there. We're we're communicating weekly. We're gonna you know do the the video chats uh, a couple times a month. And yeah. for me, that would have that would have been awesome. And it's yeah. such a relief to be able to reach out and say, hey. We're struggling with this instead of having to wait till that next next lesson. So I think the communication part is great especially for the parents.
0: Yeah. And like, basically I have, I'm paying for an hour, but I have 15 minutes of questions, right? So we're building more of a network, a community where there's designated times that aren't cutting into like a paid training session uh, where you can have these questions answered. So again, I am excited for it. I think it's much needed in our game for this age group. And I think it's a great way for us to take what we do on a regular basis here at OGX to make it more age and developmentally appropriate, but to still deliver a great product. So be on the lookout, obviously, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, if you're interested for your daughter, for some of your athletes. Be on the lookout uh, for some of the logistics and how to get registered for this. Again, it's not just for our pitchers in our local community here. Um, it is designed to really work as all of our programs are here at OGX to, you know, for athletes who live anywhere in the country. So there will be opportunities if some of the athletes live closer to be in person, but it is designed to really be for any pitcher uh within this age group, this 10U, 12U. So again, look out for those details. We are excited to connect with uh parents and coaches and athletes who are going to be signing up for this program. Um, I think it's going to be great. All right, Josh, that was it. See, easy, right. easy to go through uh, this little podcast. Uh, but uh, I, it was really a joy to have you today. I'm excited for what you have to offer to these young athletes. Um, I think once again, it's, it's we have really built something that I feel comfortable with. We never like to launch a, a product or launch something that it just in my soul is like, I don't think we have this quite right. And I'm feeling like we've got it. We've it's taken us a few tries and attempts, but I do feel like this is a great approach for this. So thank you again for being here today. And thank you to all you uh once again for listening to this episode uh looking forward to bringing you the next episode of redefine the circle between now and then remember keep questing on to redefine the circle thanks everyone